guys, it is Amanda and Barrett, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. And our second sponsor for this show, or I guess she's our third for this whole second half, though, is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connections. Uh, she is currently going through her own battle, as you guys know. We actually had her on last week. So yeah. if you missed that, you can go to our podcast at kslm.news under local podcast, Kicking Cancer Cares, and then you will see hers. Um, but if you're looking to buy, sell a home, or not just really sure where to start, go ahead and give her a call. She's absolutely amazing and is happy to answer any and all of your questions. And her phone number is 503-409-4389. And for those that are just tuning back in, um, Dee Dee is here with us. Dee Dee's got years of experience uh, as a trauma counselor. And we talked about really how traumatic uh, how traumatic trauma can be. Um, and, and so anyway, we want to just kind of carry that conversation forward. But I wanted to really circle way back for those that haven't gone to any of our podcast services. If you scroll back to September the 12th last year, the title for that podcast is Beat Childhood Cancer Twice. And we really have a privilege here, Amanda. We do. Because uh, we're actually talking to someone from Costa Rica. Nolan, you with us still? (laughs) I'm still here. Awesome. So good. (laughs) Well, I thought, you know, as opposed to me even trying to tell your story, Nolan, can can you just quickly kind of tell the listeners what you went through as a kid? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So... It uh, started at uh, about two and a half years old. I was diagnosed with ALL leukemia, and um, that that whole round I don't remember a ton of, although um, I know I was treated until about the age of five and um, had, at, up at Dornbecker Children's Hospital in Portland, Oregon, and uh, was okay, was really good until uh, for about seven years, until around early puberty, around 12, 13, when suddenly things started happening. And next thing you know, the tests proved that, uh, well, the leukemia was back. And um, it was treated as a relapse. Uh, and you know, what I found intriguing, Nolan, when you first told me this is, when they realized that your cancer was back, it wasn't a new cancer. It was the same cancer, right? Right, um, which is really interesting. And um, the curious part is that most relapses happen in um, you know, six months, maybe up to a year. Yeah. Somehow these cells had hit out dormant but alive, like in hibernation for seven years. Wow. And the theory goes that it must have been the the hormones from puberty and yeah. the body revving up that somehow triggered them back to life. And uh, so it never technically was all gone. Um, and you were just in a form of remission. And you were about 12 when that came back? Yeah, just, uh, I think it was just before my 13th birthday. And I was in seventh grade, um, halfway into middle school. And, uh, I mean, I, I really had very little memory of the first bout. I didn't really entirely understand what they meant when they said, you have to go back to the hospital. Um, I 
just as a kid, often uh, I didn't even really know that I was sick. I just kind of thought that there were other kids around. So I figured, well, maybe this is just where kids go during the day. And this is how kids grow up. Um, I even asked my my mom one time when my little brother was going to be old enough to start going to Dornbecker with me. Like, uh, you just like thought it was normal. daycare or something, so far as I knew. Um, but when, but, but when uh, you were twelve, when you were twelve or thirteen, you probably have better memories of what happened then, right? Yes, um, for the most part. Uh, some of it's still foggy and probably always will be, but I definitely remember a lot more. Um, went up back to Dornbecker again. Even was treated by some of the same nurses that had treated me back when wow. I was very young. Uh, they were still there and they got me through again. Um, but I, uh, I remember real quick, I was able to help with a little study where they were experimenting on a new smart drug to target yeah. specifically cancerous cells. Yep. Um, and did that for a little while. It held it okay, but it wasn't going to cure it. And then moved into full chemotherapy, which for the blood Cancer is just really all you can do. You can't. It's not a tumor that can be targeted, no. and radiation would require radiating the whole body. Yep. Uh, which, and so, uh, it was just a lot, a lot of chemo. Um, and again, it was treated much more aggressively. Uh, one because I was a bit older, but also because once it's proven to be that resilient, they they really step it up, um, and. Uh, it got, you know, to the point where, you know, it, it was isolation ward where uh, kids go and there's basically no immune system left. And um, I would say that was probably the uh, the most difficult period uh, throughout the whole process. Um, but, you know, for a day at a time, I guess, um, and the staff at Thornbeckers was really really incredibly special to me. And, you know, I, I, oddly enough, rarely felt scared or anything. Um, actually have a very weird effect to these, to this day when I go to a hospital and like have an IV set up or, I actually kind of calm down. Like, okay, they've got it. Like, I just have to be here. They'll take care of it now. Well, I want to, I want to give, I think that's so incredible because Nolan is just sharing so many, um, my brain, you know, is just like, oh, how traumatic that was. And the brain is so protective that, you know, we actually go into a a protective shock. But then because of the people, the tribe that was around Nolan at the time, there was such a sense of safety and he knew he was going to be able to make it over those brick walls. So he just settled into that safety both times, right? And then... I think yeah. that's remarkable how he says also that some of the uh, oncology nurses were there the second time around. And I just want to shout out to the medical teams and the oncologists that continue to fight this battle with people. Yeah, yeah. And they've got to also go home, building relationship with each one of these individuals, knowing that the chemo, the needles, the surgeries are not healthy touch. They're in the medical field. They know what oxytocin does. That's positive touch on people, right? Right. They know how important it is um, to get those wonderful strokes. And yet, 
they have to continue to poke, they have to continue to prod, they have to continue to search, search your, and God bless them. Yeah. Like, well, I, they keep doing it, right? I, I want to share one funny story, Nolan, see if you remember this. Um, I want to yeah. fast forward for just a second. I, I had met with the volcanoes, and they agreed to let me work alongside them with the Cancer Awareness Weekend. Uh, one of our members of our board of directors was a friend of yours. He couldn't tell me a whole lot about you for patient reasons, but he said, you should reach out to Nolan. Nolan might like to throw that first pitch out. And I vividly remember the day because you had been practicing throwing from the pitcher's mound. You were so excited for this day to come. <laughs> but they had to go in front of the mound because you can't actually stand on the mound. So you're in front of the mound. You threw it right over top of the catcher's head. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prepared. Uh, yeah. Good for and, you, Nolan. And, and then, I was all warmed up. <laughs> I, I got I to I tell you, Nolan, um, and I was sharing this with your mom. Hearing your story, what you went through, it really changed what I wanted to do with kicking cancer. You you changed the trajectory of kicking cancer because I realized if I could share a few more stories like yours, mm-hmm. well, then we pulled together this this go team, go team Nolan, and it was Christmas time. We're like, just you're going out to you're going out to do your Christmas shopping. So all these different restaurants said if you go out and eat, it was a night out for Nolan, mm-hmm. right? And we get all done, and um, Nolan is a huge fan of Batman, right, Nolan? Huge fan of I Batman. Absolutely love, yeah. <laughs> so who I, isn't right? who isn't a fan of Batman? Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except um, there's a story about what happened for you at, with a birthday when it comes to Batman. Can you share that <laughs> Batman story? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so far as I remember this from my child memory, um, I, it was like we were having a party. We rented a little room somewhere, and it's all the stuff, clowns, balloons, cakes. And, and then uh, the, like, attention was drawn to one of the doors on the side of the building. And uh, next thing you know, so far as I was concerned, Batman came in. It was, and he even brought me like a little trophy, and I got to meet him, and it was, incredibly exciting because um like for a little background on that also uh in the hospital when i was in the first bout i was very uncooperative let's say with my shots i would Good for you, them as much as my <laughs> three-year-old body Get sassy. uh-huh yeah um, and one of the ways they learned how i suppose to bribe me was there was a toy chest that after they put you to sleep for whatever reason surgery or shots and um when you woke back up you had to pick a toy out of the chest and one of these nurses would always go out ahead of time and find a batman from the toy store on her own time and stock the toy chest so there was a batman for me to pick out after you know and um i i didn't know all this of course till later but um yeah it it's just well, here's here's my yeah, definitely so my good. superhero. Here's my yeah. huge here's my huge shout out for you, Nolan. When we got all done with that event, the night out for Nolan, um, we all of these different restaurants had donated the money back, and I was able to bring you a check. Uh, and that check was yeah. it wasn't a small check. I mean, it was a little over eight, almost nine hundred dollars. Except yeah. you gave all that money to Dornbeckers to do more toys for more kids. That's awesome. It must have had a really yeah. big impact on you. It's what probably got you through a lot. 
So that's that piece where we start to look at healing from trauma and finding purpose for our pain, right? Mm -hmm. It's also that seventh phase of grief and loss when we get to acceptance. And that's not acceptance that, oh, this is just a a thing that happened to me. It's an acceptance that somehow this is going to change me for the better, right? And then you do find that purpose for your pain. One of the things that I work with people... um, I ask them to tell me from zero to 10, 10 is your best life and zero is your cancer diagnosis, your time with chemotherapy, your pokes, your prods, your, um, your, your relapses. Tell me where you are between zero and 10. And some people say, well, I'm like at a three. And I say, well, then let's figure out how we get to a 3.5. But our, our point is let's start mimicking the things that you were doing when you were at your best life. And I remember doing that myself after Jonathan died. And some of it was just getting a pot of flowers for the my backyard because I love gardening and I love flowers. And Nolan, you kind of you kind of say that. Like your best life Um, You didn't even know the difference when you were just a kid going through cancer. You didn't even know the difference. But some of your best memories are the supports that you gleaned from the hospital and those hospital staff. And now I hear you back in a really strong point in your life. And I'm wondering if you can just share with me, um, are you back at an 8 or a 9 or a 10 in your best life? Do you know what that looks like for you? Yeah, um, absolutely. And um, even if it were a 10, I think I'm at a point in my life where I would still be looking to look for 10.5. Wow, that is Um, such a good day. Yeah, and it's um, it's, not a lot I remember in that seven-year interval, although I Mm -hmm. remember being very happy um, and feeling quite normal, having a good childhood. Um, And I think it was just the enjoyment of things, just, you know, just being happy with just enjoying whatever was going on, wherever I found found myself. And so I think I've circled back around to that by this point. Um, So good. And, yeah, uh, we're not really promised tomorrow and nope. we can't change yesterday. We just nope. have right now. So, yep. Well, there's something that uh, I don't always mm-hmm. share only mm-hmm. because people have said for a long time that I actually say kicking cancer in the donkey. That's kind of <laughs> what I got dubbed at years ago when I started going to chamber, except I pulled together something that was super fun. I still vividly remember this. We do a quilt. For each of our go teams, mm-hmm. and yes. I and I asked Nolan to join us at the Salem Chamber, and I had prearranged this. They were totally fine. So after they got all done with all of the introductions, I was able to give Nolan his quilt. Oh, that's nice. awesome! Except what Nolan, what you didn't realize is I had contacted your mom and dad and asked them to join us. You didn't know that was going to happen, and we're going around the room. And I say, you know, I'm barren with getting cancer. We're getting cancer in the donkey. Well, we get to your dad, who I didn't know, but your dad had been the president of the Salem Chamber. They all knew who your dad was. 
And your dad said, I'm not as polite as Baron. My son kicked cancer in the ass. <laughs> right Twice. On. Right <laughs> on. Twice. Right on. Yeah. He said it forcefully. Forcefully. It was very forceful. <laughs> My son kicked cancer in the ass twice. That's awesome. It. Yeah. So anyway, kudos for you. So, so. I, the, we did that whole go team for you, Nolan, at the end of 2019. What's life been like for you the last three or f- two or three years? Um, you know, to be honest, I would say it's not been an extremely long time. I, I'm just about to turn 30 soon in a month and a half, and I'd say it was mid-late 20s when I finally got over a state of mind where I had always believed since cancer that that made me different, special, unique, um, almost like I always believed in my head that for one reason or another, it would always keep providing for, you know, like I, there would always be things for me to do with it. It would have a purpose and a meaning, um, that would just fall in my lap and I would just, you know, go with that. Cause for a while that, you know, I was getting speeches and fundraisers and stuff, but it, it was very, um, Last few years recently, I would say that I came to the conclusion like, wait, I'm just a normal person, like really, really just another person. Um, And like, you know, the trauma changed you though. The trauma changed you for the better, Nolan. Yeah, and it's it's you know, uh, trauma is never good for people, but um, I, I don't think anyone goes through life entirely no. avoiding it no. and it, everyone's got a different um, cross the bear so to speak and um, I'm still figuring out how this one works and if okay. I ever figure it all out um, well and, if, you, if you figure it all um, out I'm going to give you my phone number I want you to call me yeah let me I'm, know I'm twice your age though <laughs> and I haven't figured it out yet <laughs> no. well I really super appreciate everything you do, Baron. I mean, your energy, your passion is really, really invigorating, inspiring. So, and I'm, I think you were talking also, I should just say for the record, Baron showed up with the Batman outfit. I'm protecting that was the handout that I, of course he did. Well, I I got the memory confused, but (laughs) we, it was, it was super fun because I met Nolan at Volcano Stadium. That's, we, we met the first time when he threw the first pitch out. So I said, Hey, Nolan, why don't we go back to Volcano Stadium? And I, I've got a check for you. So we get there, we get a nice little picture with the, with the, you know, the, the field in the background. Mm-hmm. And I said, hold on, Nolan, why don't you go up in the stands? There's, there's, I got a guest that wants to bring the check to you. So I went underneath the bleachers and I changed into a Batman outfit and I come back out. He's like, Batman, I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> so I wore a Batman costume when I gave Nolan his check. That's so good. I love that. It's <laughs> good. I love the so personal much, touch. So much history and background to that, to that uh, scene too. It's perfect. You know, it's such a throwback to the years and years ago in my childhood. Joy. And Batman showed up and Batman came back. It was so cool. Joy. <laughs> just well, the makes other, a difference. And the other person, only because Amanda has met this, mm-hmm. the other person was there when he gave you the check was Casey McAllister. Oh, okay. I That's remember. cool. Yeah. And I just... You know, I, I knew that Casey was a little older than you, and here's this guy that has no legs doing Spartan races, and I just thought you and he could have a great conversation. So mm-hmm. Batman kind of meandered away, you know, the bat call was calling, and I, and I let you just sit and talk to, to Casey for a while. That's cool. 
Yes. So, yeah, well, he was a great guy too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Would if if you had and, and and there's a family I want to bring up and there's a reason for this, but our current right. go team, Nolan, um, the dad is a police officer in Kaiser, the mom is a okay. teacher at McNary High School, and they have a two year old right. daughter that has ALL. And so the current go team, her name is Gracelyn, and she's going through what you went through at two years old. But could you just tell us what what is A L L? What does that all mean? Those are just three letters. What does that all mean, Nolan? Um, it's the acute um, lymphomic leukemia, um, or my. It's um, from what I remember, it's pretty much the most common, especially with childhood leukemia. Um, there are other types and it's not, you know, exclusive to childhood, but it it seems to be unfortunately prevalent for kids. Um, and, um, it's, so if it's, it would just be like mine and it's a cancer of the blood of the bone in, in the bone marrow where the red blood cells are made, um, your body starts producing cancerous red blood cells basically, and they're dysfunctional and they, they push out all the good blood and the white blood and, um, till. Well, here's, uh, here's the good news. Here's the good news from what, if there's any, if there's any good news from childhood. It's always good news. We got to seek it out. Right. Uh, so this is a report from the National Institute of Health. Um, they said improved treatments began in the 1960s and 1970s. They began doing more and more research since then, the survival rate for childhood cancer, specifically acute lymphoblastic leukemia, that's what you had, right? Acute yeah. lymphoblastic. So in the 1970s, it was a 50%, 57% survival. That's not very high. It's now a 95% survival. That's so good. That's amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huge strides. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, like I think you said this sometime back when we were together, Nolan. If you're gonna get a childhood cancer, this is the best childhood cancer to get. Okay. Even though cancer's a big yeah. jerk, and we all still agree on that. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we would all agree that cancer's a big jerk. But if you're gonna get childhood cancer, this is the one that has been the most researched. It's the most treatable. It's the most survivable of childhood cancers. But We've only got a few minutes left, Nolan, and there's one thing that I that I think you underestimated when you said they were more aggressive the second time. Because your yeah. mother your mother shared a story with me. So you're living in the south side of Salem at that time, right? You're going to middle school right. and the doctors called your mom or the nurses called your mom and said, Nolan needs to come back because these numbers can't be right. And your mom says, the numbers are right. Tell me the numbers. And she, they, there's, there's no way they're right. And your mom is a wonderful lady, and she did swear at the nurses. But she said, you tell me what the number is. <laughs> and your cell count had dropped to two. And you blacked wow. out as they drove, as your mom drove you up to OHSU. You blacked out because there's no oxygen getting to your brain. Right. And, no, and your, your mom well. said they had to almost kill you to kill the cancer. So to, to yeah. say it was a more aggressive might be an understatement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to leave yeah. with a couple um, little hopeful tips here to protect your mornings, go outside, be active, 
cultivate meaningful and healing relationships, nurture gratitude, detox uh, anytime that you can from sugar and alcohol and all of those things, spend time with animals, um, admire art, laugh, and foster grace. Those are just my tips as a um, trauma counselor, just Make healthy choices, people. Make healthy choices. Well, I'm gonna. I'm Those gonna. Are great tips. I'm gonna can throw I, you an offer. I, Wait, go ahead, Nolan. Go ahead. Can I nominate one more? Yes, yeah. please. Gratitude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nurture gratitude. Well, nurture gratitude. W- w- the listeners may not realize this, but you're talking to us from Costa Rica, so we're just grateful you're on the show with us. Yes, thank and, you so much for joining us. And and I'm, I'm gonna very happy to be here. I'm gonna give you an offer. I don't know if you can make this happen, but if you can be back in Salem by the end of June, you can throw out the first pitch again. <laughs> Do it, Nolan. <laughs> we we need a few uh, more survivors to throw the first pitch out. And you're gonna dress up like Batman. Oh, that would wow, be awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Nolan, thank you. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you calling in, Nolan. This has been great to hear from you, buddy. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. All right, you guys. Thanks for having me. We're going to close up. Our sponsor of this half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. Don't forget to keep her in your prayers as well as she is fighting her own battle. Um, so if you guys have any questions on selling, buying, or just not sure where to start, reach out to her at 503-409-4389 and we'll be back next week as As the the movement movement continues. continues.